0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
1: From Fox News, it's The Campaign with Brett Baer. The 2020 campaign for president is over. So this week on the campaign, we're looking back at the presidential debates. On October 5th, 2020, Brett and the panel discuss their first impressions following the first presidential debate.
2: We'll start there with our panel. Political editor at the National Journal, Josh Krasher. Co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, Tom Bevan. And Fox News politics editor, Chris Steyrwald. All right, Chris, um, obviously this is a big wrench in what has been a topsy-turvy kind of news environment, but it really hasn't changed much so far in this election. As we look at, at polls, will this, the president getting out of Walter Reed, going back to the white house and eventually the Trump campaign says back to the campaign trail change the dynamics. Do you think?
3: Well, it's, it seems like the debate last week did change the trajectory of the race Uh, We see from the Wall Street Journal poll and we see from New York Times polling in the key battlegrounds of Florida and Pennsylvania, a growing advantage for Biden coming out of the debate. Then you get the coronavirus. And I argued Friday that this presented an opportunity for Trump, right, to refocus, reset. It could change the narrative of the race. Uh, Certainly a commander in chief who is ill uh, can be the subject of sympathy um, and all of that stuff you know it's it's too soon to say definitively but you know 5 days later it doesn't seem like they've capitalized or found a way to capitalize on those things and instead it may may have the opposite effect
2: yeah so did the diagnosis and what we've seen over the past few days chris take some of the sting out of what a lot of people thought was a not a great performance or at least a tonal miss on the president's part in the debate
3: well, I mean, it it stepped on the story. Uh, but again, it's the stories about coronavirus, which, as Josh pointed out, is the one story that Republicans really do not want at the forefront this cycle. So Tom's right. It'll it will take time to see how how the rabbit goes through the Python this time. But here's what I know. In 2016, Donald Trump was crazy lucky. He was crazy lucky and I was thinking about how he was talking about how Hillary Clinton was sick. She's not well, she's sick, she's sick, she's sick. And then she stumbles and and, uh, almost falls getting into her van after the September 11th ceremony. And then her campaign admits, uh, yeah, she's got pneumonia. We didn't want to say anything. So we lied about her health. And this time around it's Trump. Uh, He's the unlucky one this cycle. And after three very lucky years of his presidency where he got away with a lot of stuff, right. And the Democrats were frustrated in their efforts to pursue him and impeach him and all of that stuff. In this election year, it has been the Greek. The Greeks put the the word agonistes after a person's name to describe the person who is struggling. And it has been Trump agonistes all year. And this seems like it's part of that.
2: If we can get Greek into this podcast, (laughs) that's a really positive thing. Um, (laughs) Josh. You know, that said, the markets uh, on news that the president was getting out of Walter Reed, or at least that seemed to be what the trigger was, uh, jumped a bunch. Where do we think that this race is? If it was held today, everybody on this panel thinks that Joe Biden would win. Is that correct?
4: yeah. Yeah. That's fair to say.
2: It's not held today. It's held in less than a month. What are the dynamics that can change this one month from now.
4: Well, as Don Rumsfeld said, there's always some some known unknowns. What we don't know. <laughs> what we know don't we know. know, what know what we don't we
2: don't
4: know. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, how the president handles getting back into the White House and whether he takes the coronavirus more seriously within the White House, I think is going to go a long way into shaping the public perception of, of the final few weeks of, of the election. Frankly, how Republicans, you know, handle the Supreme Court hearing, whether they try to rush it through, even if there's senators that are sick, uh, and, and, and could be risking a public health issue in the Senate hearings or, or wait a week to try to care for the, the best public health considerations. I think that'll go a long way. Um, you know, the reality is, is that uh, the president is often his worst enemy. I mean, he, he, he. I thought the message he sent over the weekend, sort of an optimistic um, message showing that, you know, He's taken it seriously and and it's and it's you know it's something that 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 he learned from was a positive one. But then he he went in that the ride with a secret service agent and there's a lot of criticism that he sort of, you know, hasn't maybe internalized the lessons that he, he talked about. So I mean, I think the president could make some lemonade out of lemons if he shows some change, if he shows some 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 of the things he learned about during his uh hospital stay. But you know, I think there's a lot of risk that he's gonna go back to his old habits, and that's what scares Republicans the most.
2: We'll hear from our panel after this.
3: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News hourly update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to
1: foxnewspodcasts.com. On October 19th, 2020, Brett and the panel forecasted their predictions for the last presidential debate. So we'll start there
2: with our panel, USA Today Washington Bureau chief and moderator of the vice presidential debate, Susan Page, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, Tom Bevan, and Fox News politics editor, Chris Stierwald. All right, Susan, I'm sure you're happy that that is all over with, the debate. Uh, as we get ready for another debate, another moderator in the hot seat, set the table for us on where you think this election is, Obviously, the polls still suggest that Biden is leading, but there are a lot of people looking at enthusiasm at these rallies and other elements that uh, say some of these states could be tight.
0: Well, you know, 2016 made uh, all of us a little more cautious about being confident about what was going to happen in an election, especially one still two weeks away. But this is clearly an uphill battle for President Trump at this point. And the debate Thursday night is his last chance for a long ball to have such a powerful debate or one that is sufficiently catastrophic for Joe Biden that it changed the trajectory of a contest that is now headed the Democrats' way.
2: Chris, you buy that, looking at the numbers?
3: Uh, I do. I mean, look, uh, I think Susan, who, by the way, did an exceptionally good job uh, as a moderator, Uh, I think she's quite right that it's more about can Trump incinerate Biden or have Biden explode himself? And when you saw Biden's response to the reporter about this stuff, about his son's laptop, long story short is he needs Biden to blow a gasket. And Biden knows that's what he's going to be trying to do, but that's no guarantee that he can prevent it from happening.
2: Tom, you know, we were cautious in 2016 about, you know, crowds and crowd sizes and what that meant and turnout. So for the debate, uh, do you sense, Susan, that there's going to be a change in the president's demeanor, the way that he operates? Obviously the fallout from the first one did not benefit him.
0: Brad, I feel like this is a conversation we've had before in many different circumstances where yeah. the president's aides are saying, you know, he really has got to moderate his behavior. You know, he really has to stop tweeting such provocative stuff. You know, he really needs to not um, uh, say some of the things he says in public. Uh, and I think that's—I think he's getting that advice this time, that he needs to take a, a more moderate stance rhetorically uh, and in terms of his behavior on this debate than he did in the first one. But one thing we've learned, I think, for the past four years is that Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He is who he is. It is very hard to get him not to be who he is. So I am not holding my breath for some new and revised version of Donald Trump in this debate.
3: Chris? Yeah, I mean it, again, he Trump failed in two ways in the first debate. He failed to present himself as an attractive leader and a person deserving of a second term, but the bigger failure was on his gambit to blow up Joe Biden. Because remember, Joe Biden's least attractive setting is angry Joe Biden, and he does get his Irish up. He does get upset. And what Trump was clearly trying to do was trigger Biden by attacking his son and talking about his son's drug problems and all that stuff. There has been a single-minded, except for the president's recent uh, uh, sidetrack on Anthony Fauci, everything from the Trump campaign is about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. And they are definitely pushing into this. So I would just expect Trump to come out guns blazing and say that Joe Biden is the most corrupt person who has ever drawn breath and that his son is practically a communist agent and just push Biden on that to see if he can get Biden to snap.
2: And Tom, is is there any sense that that story is making a ripple? I mean, first of all, outside of a certain group of news organizations, there's some that haven't even touched it, let alone dug into the meat of it.
5: Yeah, it's, it's tough to tell the way that the story has. I mean, there's the, there's the story itself, and then there's the whole censorship piece of it with Twitter and Facebook that has also, you know, sort of caused its own offshoot. But I'm not sure how the public is is viewing that. I mean, obviously, Democrats, again, it's, it's your filter. If you're a Democrat, you think it's garbage and, and desperation. If you're a Republican, you think it's confirmation of what, what you've known all along. And then the question is, well, how do independents view it? Um, or any person who's actually persuadable, hard to say, uh, assuming they even saw it or know about it. I agree with Chris. I think he, I think Trump is absolutely going to bring it up at the debate and, and try and push Biden on it um, and, and to, to see, you know, how, how he responds. So people will know about it then if they don't uh, to that point. But hard to say if it's going to really move anybody, move the needle in the final two weeks.
1: Okay, guys, thank you very much. That's it for this week on the campaign. You can hear more of this series at FoxNewsPodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.